Hey, what's up everyone? Uh, welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf um, Tess of Masech de Brachos. Uh, it's the last Daf that is talking about like Hilchos Erevin and stuff like that, but it really uh, goes out with the boom, you know. Um, there's some hard stuff over here. I guess it's just a little teaser for actually learning Erevin, just uh, to let us know like, hey, get ready, because... Uh, yeah, it's pretty intense. Um, but at the same time, you know, this page is like everything that is insane and everything that is amazing about learning Gemara. It's literally like, you know, the first Amud is like you want to pull your hair out and you're just, you know, going nuts. And then the second Amud is just like all smiles and beautiful and love. So it's pretty, uh, it's pretty nuts. Yeah, if people are familiar with like, um, different kinds of trips. So this, maybe add this one to your list. Anyways, the Gemara trip. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Daf test, um, daf, da, daf test, here we go, starting from the top. So Achirim Omer. And there's actually a shout out to um, Yisrael. Shout out to Yisrael from a few months ago. I, I've mentioned it a few times about the Achirim being Rabbi Meir. So we actually have a Rashi, it's at the bottom of the page. But I'll just say it now because it's on my mind. So Rashi says, Omer hai Rabbi Meir tehu acherim. Oh, so says Rabbi, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Meir is acherim. So there we go. It's settled. All the, uh, all the, all the back and forth we've had about is acherim really Rabbi Meir? Apparently it really is. Okay, acherim omrim, say acherim. Iskopa mishameshes shtei rishuyos. So iskopa. Iskopa is a threshold. A threshold to a door. Okay, like the photo that I put into the WhatsApp group. Um, it's that area like right in front of the door. And that the iskopes can be, um, it can be either of one of two rishuyos. When the, um, door to the house, well, when the, it doesn't say the house, it says when the door is open, so it's considered like inside. If the door is closed, so then it's considered, this, then this um, threshold area is considered like the outside, like Rosh Hashanah. Okay. That's a question. So even though it doesn't have a lechi, so do you guys remember what a lechi is? So a lechi is that, um, okay. So we're going to assume right now that this is talking about a mavoy, right? If you remember the mavoy off of Main Street, there's like an alleyway that there, there, there's like an alleyway that goes off of Main Street and then there's different chaseros that open into the mavoy. So now, the thing is, in order to be able to carry in that mavoy, you have to have a lechi, which is like a vertical kind of pole right before the Shusarabim that says like, hey, guys, careful, you're entering into Shusarabim, you're not going to be able to carry there, okay? And basically, we're talking about a situation where the lechi is a little bit inside of the alley, okay? So therefore, what you have over here is you have a Shusarabim, then you have this mavoy off this alleyway off of Shusarabim. There is like a threshold to pass into this mavoy. The lechi is past the threshold, right? And so, therefore, you know the 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 flow, the cross from the threshold into Shusarabim um, is without any kind of indication that Rishusarabim begins at the threshold. So the question is, even though there's no lechi there in the threshold, because the lechi is further into the mavoy, so are you still allowed to, um, would you still be allowed to carry 
uh, would you know would that still be considered a rishus hayachid and you'd be, you'd be able to carry there? But I thought you're not allowed to carry in a mavoi that doesn't have a lechi. The Amr of Chamabar Guria Amr Rab didn't Rav Chamabar Guria send the name of Rab that tocha pesach tzarich lechi that the threshold the area between the um, walls of the mavoi need a lechi in order to ca- to carry there. Lechi acher latiro. It would need an additional lechi in order to carry there. Meaning, even though you have the first lechi in the mavoi, which is you know uh, m- m- further inside than the threshold, if you want to be able to carry in the area of the threshold, you would need to have another lechi between the threshold and the rishus harabim in order to be able to carry in this threshold. So So maybe you'll say, yeah, but the threshold is less than four tefachim by four tefachim. And if it's less than four tefachim by four tefachim, then it's not considered a rishus. And therefore, if it's not a rishus, so then you shouldn't need to have a, um, a, 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 a another lechi in order to count there. Okay, so it'll just be considered like a makom p'tur. Right? That within the um, Pesach, even though it doesn't have a uh, area of four tfachim by four tfachim, it would still by four tfachim, it would still need a lechi. So Amarav Yehuda Amarav Hacha beiskopes mavoy askinan chetzu mikora vechetzu eno mikora vekeruyo klape pnim Pesach pasuach kilefnim Pesach nol kilachutz. So Yehuda says in the name of Rav. Here it's talking about. Where the, you, you have a threshold, sure, and it's four almost by, it's four tfachim by four tfachim. And instead of a lechi in this ma, in this mavoi, you have a kora, okay, which is a beam that goes from one side of the, um, mavoi to the other side of the mavoi, okay? And that is sort of the hacker to say like, hey people, past here is going to be Rishus Arabim. Now, what we're saying is that the area that is under this beam, you would be allowed to carry in it because Achirim holds, Rabbi Meir holds that just that, that right, that the area under the beam of the threshold, you would be allowed to carry. Past the area of the beam, you would not be allowed to carry. And that is what Rabbi, uh, and that is what Achirim is saying, that when you have a threshold and there is a beam above the threshold, and then there's a door in the mavoi, so you can actually close the mavoi, but when you close the mavoi, this beam is outside, right, it, it, it serves kind of as like the doorpost as well. So therefore when you close the door, so the beam is outside of the door, so therefore it's considered part of Rishus Harabim, right, and that's what it means that it's Na'ul Kilachutz, right, that when the door is closed, so then this beam is outside of the door, right, and and, and it's considered part of Rishus Harabim. When the doors are open, however, so under the beam is considered um, part of the Shusayachin, you would be allowed to carry under the beam. Ravashi says, we're not talking about a mavri here, we're talking about a house, okay? And the doorway of the house has a threshold to the house. And it also is covered on top, right? And that's the doorpost. However, it's a funny kind of doorpost. Okay, so here this is talking about you have a regular house and there is a doorway to the house. Now, above the doorway is not just like kind of a regular kind of doorpost. Above it is sort of you have one beam and it's not four tfachim by four tfachim because if it was, 
then it would be its own rishus, and that is its own sort of halachas. But um, here it's less than four tefachim by four tefachim, and then there is a space, and then there's another beam that's less than four tefachim by four tefachim. So neither beam is a rishus in its own right, and in between the two beams is less than three tefachim, which means that we're going to say lavud. So when the door is open, so it's ki'ilu, the two beams are connected, and we're going to say lavud, and they will be between the whole area between the two beams and the area in between. It will be cons- it will be more than um, four tefachim, and it will be a rishus ha-yachid. That is when the door is open. However, the, when the door is closed, and the Gemara says that the door closes in between, the, in the space between these two beams, right? Therefore, when the door is closed, so then, you know, the, the, there's the, the beam that is outside of the door is considered part of Rishus Harabim, and you wouldn't be able to carry um, under that beam that is outside of the door. However, when the door is open, because we connect these two beams via Lavud, so then you would be able to carry in this threshold. Okay. Vimaisa Iskopa Gavoa Gimel Urchavadalid. If the um Iskopa, if the if the um threshold was uh ten tfachim tall, Burchavadalid and four tfachim wide, Harizorushus Latzma, well then it would be considered its own Rishus. Okay? Fine. So, and, and we're saying that you wouldn't be allowed to carry there, which is interesting, right? That if you have this door, this threshold that is before the Rishus Arabim, right? It's before the, um, it is, no, it's not before the Rishus Arabim, it is before the house, right? Right? So, it's a threshold of a house, and it has four, uh, ten tefachim tall and four tefachim wide. So it would be its own Rishos, and we're saying that you're not allowed to carry from the Rishos Hayachid, i.e. from the house, into the threshold, which is also Rishos Hayachid. So, Meseyele, the Rav Yitzchak Bar Avdimi, this helps Rav Yitzchak Bar Avdimi, the Amr Rav Yitzchak Bar Avdimi, Omer Hayah Rabbi Meir, all, so that Rav Yitzchak Bar Avdimi says, that Rabbi Meir would say, that whenever you find two Rishos and they're one Rishos, like for example, if you have let's say a chatzer, which is a rishus hayachid, right? Let's say just outside your house, you have your yard, and that's a rishus hayachid. It's in fence, fine. But in your yard, there's some kind of beam pillar, and that pillar is ten tefachim tall, and it's four four tefachim wide. So it's its own rishus harabim inside another rishus harabim. Also, the chatef alav gazer mishum tel rishus harabim. It's also to you know put something down on there, even though it's all rishus hayachid, because we're concerned about. You know, if you put something down on this pillar in Rosh you might end up putting something down on a, like a little mound in Rosh Hashanah. That mound is um, fourth fachim wide and tenth fachim tall, so it's its own Rosh Hashanah. And if you're in Rosh Hashanah, you wouldn't be allowed to put it down in Rosh Hashanah. So because that wouldn't be allowed, we also say that in your house, well, in Rosh Hashanah, where there's this beam, which this pillar, which would also be a Rosh Hashanah, you can't put something down on that either. Wow. Oh my gosh. And with that, we conclude the first Mishnah of Masech Shabbos. That Mishnah just wants to chew you up and spit you out. Oh my gosh. It's like a warning sign, like, you know, get ready for Erevin. I, I, like, I don't even know what to do with it. I, uh, what I know what to do with it is to say, I don't know, to say Erevin's going to be something. But it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Okay, new Mishnah. A 
A person shouldn't sit, it shouldn't go get a haircut um, close to Mincha. We're going to explain what that means close to Mincha. Although the interesting thing to note, though for now though, is that close means within a half an hour. Okay? You should pray first, okay? So if it's close to Mincha, we're going to explain what it means by close to Mincha, but if it's close to Mincha, um, don't first get a haircut. Rather, first you should dab Mincha and then get a haircut. Um, a person shouldn't go to the bathhouse, below the Borski, shouldn't uh, go to the tannery, and he shouldn't eat anything, and he shouldn't um, start a court case. And if you do start, don't worry about it, you don't have to stop. So we stop in order to read Kriyashma but not for Tefillah, right? So it sounds like if you were getting like a haircut or something like that um, and it became Zman Kriyashma, you would say Kriyashma. But Mistama, that means if it's Kriyashma is ending. Honestly, I'm not exactly sure what this means. Maybe the Gemara is going to ask about that. But um, we're saying over here though that at least when it comes to praying, you wouldn't have to stop, interrupt your haircut in order to pray when it becomes time to pray. Okay, fine. So when we say that when it gets close to Mincha, then you shouldn't get a haircut, are we, what are we talking about? Right? We're talking about Mincha Gedola, Mincha Gitana. If you remember back to the fourth parak of Masech Brachos, right? Mincha Gedola is six and a half hours into the day, right? Six and a half hours into a 12-hour day. Mincha Gitana is nine and a half hours into the 12-hour day, okay? Which, in, if you remember our perfect day, so that would be 12.30 p.m. and 3.30 p.m. respectively. So, if you say that we're talking about Mincha Gedola, well, am I low? Why can't you, why can't you get a haircut? Haika shows biyom tuva. There's plenty of time between, um, mincha gedola, right? Meaning, if we're saying samach mincha gedola, mincha gedola starts at, you know, in our perfect day at 12.30 p.m. So a half an hour before that is noon. And you can daven mincha all the, all the way until 6 p.m. in our perfect day. You have six hours to daven Mincha, why can't you get a haircut? Fine, so it means Mincha Kitana. Mincha Kitana is 3.30 p.m. on our perfect day. So at 3 o'clock p.m. you shouldn't go to get a haircut. Rather, daven first. But one second, we said, But we said that, but if you do start, then you don't have to stop. So let's say, you know, on a perfect day, at 3 p.m. you start eating a meal. Okay? And now it's 3.30 p.m. It's Mincha time. Or mincha katana time, okay? And we're saying that don't worry, you don't have to stop your meal; you can keep on eating. Well, name a to do Levi. Well, then this Mishnah sounds like it would be a, um, you know, basically a knockout for Rabbi Yishuv ben Levi. Dharma Rabbi Yishuv Levi. That if you remember, Rabbi Yishuv ben Levi said, "And Afchav Chesam Abeis Abrachis, Kevin Chegiyas Matfil Samincha Asul Adam Shitum Klum Kolim Shis Balatfil Samincha." That once mincha arrives. You can't eat anything until you first have mincha. So, so how, how could we, this Mishnah possibly say that, you know, don't, you know, start eating your meal a half an hour before mincha. But if you did, you don't have to stop. What do you mean you don't have to stop? Rabbi Shubham Levi says that once mincha time arrives, you don't eat anything until you have mincha. But this seems to say, but if Rabbi Shubham Levi was right, then you would have to stop because once it becomes mincha time, you can't eat anything. So lo, the olam samach mincha gedola. No, so really it's talking, it is talking about mincha gedola. I, what about the fact that you have six hours to daven mincha? What's, what's the big deal? Why can't I get a haircut or eat or something like that? Uvitispor is ben el ashe. Oh, but it's talking about the, getting a very fancy kind of haircut. The haircuts that they, that ben el ashe would give. Ben el ashe, Rashi says, was the son-in-law of Rebbe 
and he invested his money or you know he paid a bunch of money in order to um, learn how to do the haircut of the Kohen Gadol. Now the haircut of the Kohen Gadol, I believe the Gemara in Sanhedrin talks about it. Basically you would cut um, one hair until um, basically it was cut in such a way that like every hair kind of touched the root of the next hair or something like that. Anyways, if you're getting uh, this kind of a haircut, it would take quite a while. So um, that's what we're talking about. So even though you still have six hours until Mincha, um, don't get this kind of fancy haircut. Right? When we say don't go to the bathhouse, that means if you want to do the full bathhouse package, right? Right? If you've been to the, uh, right, Rashi actually explains, right? He explains, right, 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 the full package, the to get some kind of, uh, well, that just means to shampoo his head, I guess, but to shvitz, to go in the cold and the hot, right? It sounds like the Turkish, uh, the Turkish baths in, uh, in the East Village. Maybe they're gonna get a plaza too. I don't know. Alright. I think that's what it's called. Maybe Folly could uh, confirm. The plaza. <laughs> that's a funny thing. Alright, anyways. Vilola Merchat Sahulimilsa to get the full package. Vilola Borski Liborski Gidola. Right? When it says don't go to the tannery, it means don't, um, don't, um, don't go like right at the beginning when there's lots of tan, uh, hides to tan and they're at the beginning where there needs, needs a lot of work. So that's what it means. And don't eat like a really big feast, you know, because these are all things that can take a long time. Don't start the beginning of a court case, right? Um, because these things can go on for a really long time, so don't get started. Really, it's talking about just a regular haircut. Alright, well then the Khatkhila Milo Yeshev. Well if it's just a regular haircut, then why can't I get a regular haircut when I still have six hours to spare before the end of the day? So Gzera Shema Yishaber Azug. Okay. <laughs> We're concerned that maybe the um just what you thought was just a um regular uh haircut will turn into a whole ordeal because the scissors might break. And you'll be stuck and you'll actually might end up somehow missing mincha. And actually when we say don't go to the bathhouse, it's just for a regular shvitz, not the full package. Okay, but then the chatkhila, am I low? Then why not? Gezerah shemayis alpha. Well, you might faint. Alright. And when we say not to go to the tan, the, the tannery, it's It's just, a, you know, it's not at the beginning when there's like lots of work to be done to the hides. It's even just later on when you're just doing like a, a rudimentary check to make sure everything's cool. So what's the problem? Right, because later on, I imagine there's probably, after you do the initial processing, I imagine you just got to let him sit out for a while. There's really not much to be done. Unless I don't know what I'm talking about, which I don't. But hopefully, the fact that I don't know what I'm talking about doesn't mean that I said something wrong. So, l'chatkhila Milo, well then why can't you go l'chatkhila? Because Dilma Chazi pseida b'zibine umatrid. Because maybe when he goes, he'll find out that like, uh-oh, there's actually something wrong with all these hides and they're all, you know, there's an emergency here. They're all going bad. And then, uh, as we learned from the Afyud Aleph of Brachis, right, if a person is tarud, he won't be able to focus on mitzvahs, right? We said that's why a chassan on the night of his wedding is part of Kriyashma because he won't be able to pay attention. So, because he's going to be tarud and he won't be able to focus on Kriyashma. So here also, Right, if he's tarud, right, and we even said tavas finaso bayam, right? What if a person's ship is sinking, so he won't be able to think? Do we say that he's part of from kriyashma? So we say no, he still does have to say kriyashma, but the point is he won't be able to think, 
Right, so here also, right, very similar situation to Tavas Finos Bayam. Here he walks into his tannery, he realizes that all the tans, ta the hides, are, are, are somehow getting ruined. So he's not going to be able to daven, so therefore even just a rudimentary check, he um, shouldn't do before davening. You shouldn't even eat a small suda because because who knows, maybe what he thought was a small meal, maybe his friend will stop by and then they'll end up taking out bottles of wine and all the good stuff and they'll, next thing you know they miss mincha. And not um, to judgment, even, even just to, to give the verdict, well, because maybe when you go to give the verdict, all of a sudden new new evidence is going to surface, and you'll end up being so sad everything up until now, and um, and uh, have to start all over again, and it'll end up being in the beginning of the din. Okay. At what point is it considered the beginning of the of the haircut that at that point you don't have to interrupt, but before then you would say, wait, let me dab mincha first. So I'm have oven. So if Avin says, from when they put the, um, you know, wrapping of the, of the barber on your, uh, knees. I.e. when they put on that, like, you know, thing that they cover you with during the haircut. At what point, uh, is it considered that you've begun to bathe and you wouldn't interrupt in order to daven? So Amrav Avin, when he takes off, his first article of clothing. At that point, he's already he's already in it, and and he doesn't have to stop to daven. At what point are you considered in the in the tannery? From when you tie the apron um, uh, between your shoulders. At what point is it considered that you've begun eating? So Rav says from when he. Um, uh, washes his hands to eat, and Rabbi Hanina says, from the time that he loosens his belt, okay, and they actually don't argue, right? The, um, Rav, Rabbi Hanina says, from the time that you loosen your belt, it's for the people in Bavel who had uh, over there. Uh, I guess they had, they, they wore, well, Rashi says that they wore their belts tighter. I wonder if that's just a nice way of saying their belts kind of fit tighter. They were shtikol ba basar. And then, um, Whereas in Eretz Yisrael, of course, they probably didn't have any food. So, so I guess they wore their belts looser. <laughs> I don't know if that was necessarily intentional or just by uh, circumstance. But anyways, um, so in Eretz Yisrael, it would be from the time that they wash their hands. In Bava, it would be from the time that they uh, loosen their belts. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. So it looks like we're done with all the Rishus Arabim and Rishus Hayachid stuff, at least for the time being. Uh, thanks everybody. I hope you enjoyed. Have a great day. Peace out.